Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some not boring new analysis. Because like I said, Clayton, so far, it's only two episodes in. So he could get boring right after this. Right now, I'm into this. I like it. Hey, guys. I'm Ren Mardia. My name is Brendan. It's good to have Ernie's <laughs> early thoughts before you even got her name. Uh, <laughs> side note. Before we get started, I heard something on Nick Files' podcast today, and one of Ooh. his interns said that apparently a third person left last week. They just didn't air her at all. A girl named Samantha decided to self eliminate Why didn't they air her? Maybe they thought it was too embarrassing to have a third person, a tenth of his group, leave on oh night my one. gosh. Wait, why did she leave? What did, what did they say? Basically, what she said was, like, she wasn't, like, they weren't really connecting. Like, she wasn't his type. Like, apparently, he just, mm-hmm. she just, like, signed up not knowing who The Bachelor was going to be. And this this is mm-hmm. bound to happen every season. Just it's most fair. of the women are too crazy or fame-hungry to care whether or not they're his type or not. He's Did their we type. Did out of the limo? Or did they completely edit her out of the show? I don't remember, but they're just saying, like, this, the actual self-elimination did not get aired. That man, you're right though. Not only did a girl who was getting married completely shut down his rose because she was like, mm, I just told you, I'm not trying to be here anymore. Thanks for offering the rose, but no thanks. And then <laughs> a drunk girl goes on a rampage around the party saying, I hate him. <laughs> and now a random girl gets deleted from an entire episode because she was also like, hey, uh, is there room in that car? I got to go to. <laughs> So I just like their thought was they probably just didn't air the third one because they can't have a first episode where a, now at this point would be a tenth of the cast that has elected not to give him a rose. And he's been talking I, about how he fears rejection. Well, he's been rejected quite a bit already. Yikes. Well, RIP to Samantha's time. Yeah. We never knew yeah. <laughs> But let's get started. Uh, right. we, get, we get a quick video of the girls getting settled in and exploring some areas of the Bachelor Mansion. Uh, one of them calls the Bachelor Mansion historic and literally like legendary. Ooh, these girls. These girls. We're in for a wild ride with these girls. It's week two and I'm already like stressed. Okay. So when some of them said, when this one girl says historic, historic, what? Like Rosa Parks sitting, you know, not getting up is historic. The yeah. Bachelor Mansion? Not quite historic yet, I don't think. Yeah. You can't be historic if you're 20 years old. It's like maybe iconic. Iconic. Historic, yeah. Iconic for sure. I'm like, yeah, like if you showed, if you showed most people a picture of the Bachelor Mansion, what Mm -hmm. what would you think? 30 to 40 percent of people would recognize it. Do you think you would recognize it without like the context of the show? (laughs) The main question here is if I would, is the ground wet? Okay, that would be the telltale sign. Is the ground wet, but not the house? No, the ground is not wet, and it's sunny out. <laughs> I've never seen it in the light. Exactly. 
Exactly. I'm just now realized <laughs> if y'all could show me a picture of the mansion in the freaking daytime with a dry ground, I'd be like, cool. What celebrity lives there? Is that JLo's home? <laughs> I would not know. So historic, the White House is historic. True. Uh, so the ladies all get settled into the main area. Jesse comes in, tells them that once upon a once upon a time, I myself was the bachelor, and then and like, he's Who? a happily married man. And they just gloss over the fact that he did not marry his winner. They broke up shortly after his finale. Exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> Jesse, do not lie to these girls. <laughs> You dated some other people. You found other people to date and love and everything. And then you found someone who wasn't even involved in the show. So that's like someone selling you a car. And they're like, I too drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be, it'd be like someone asked you if you drive a car and you said yes. And you just yeah. tried to make it sound like you drove the car that you're selling them. It's like, oh, wait. That's not at all the same vehicle. You don't. It's not even in the dealership. It's not even in the make or model of anything that you're selling me. That's yeah. what Jesse Palmer is trying to do to these girls. Yeah. Uh, they talk for a little bit, then he drops off a date card. The date card is for Teddy, Ensi, Melina, Gabby, Kira, Mara. I think it's, is it Mara or is it Mara? I think it's Mara. I actually haven't heard her name. Mara, Sierra, Genevieve, Serene, and Cassidy. And the date card says, this is what dreams are made of. And obviously this has nothing to do with the, st- of, with the date. Has everything to do with our very first celebrity guest. Someone who made me so incredibly happy to see. I love Hilary Duff. Like, I love Hilary I, Duff. Yes. Hilary <laughs> Duff is, Hilary Duff is iconic. She, yes. Like Lizzie freaking McGuire. I'm going to watch her new show. Her new Hulu show? Mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch that too. I'm definitely going to watch that. She's Um, in it. Josh Peck is in it. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I loved her on the show Younger with Sutton Foster. I heard it was good, but I never saw it. Love it. Love, love, love it. I need to catch up on some of the seasons because it's it's so good. Um, But yeah, I just love Hilary Duff. I love her. And the fact that we are like the same age too, like I just feel like I've grown up with her fully. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm ever like, hey, what's Hillary Duff doing? Where's Hillary Duff? What's she? okay, cool. All right, my life is on track. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a child star that never fell off the wagon, didn't become a Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. She yeah. just quietly disappeared for a little bit, got married, had some kids, and now she's back. Yeah. She's so great. I love her. So, yeah. So, Hillary Duff is here. Hillary Duff is here. Uh, Cassidy is losing her mind. She shouts out, you're my first concert I ever went to. I had a sign with your face on it. Cassidy, 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 Cassidy is a trip. Cassidy is a lot. Yeah. Uh, So, they send the kids away. And now they set up for a birthday party for Maya. Ooh. At first, I thought Maya was maybe one of Lizzie, uh, one of Hillary's kids. Yeah, no, nope. just a kid. Just a kid, because apparently Clayton loves kids. And were any of these kids a crossover from the last season? No, because those were those were Minnesota kids. 
Oh, you're right. Okay. Because I was like, I feel like they should do those kids a solid and be like, you want to return? You how you are the reason that he's here because he was so genuine and you guys wrote that letter. Well, to be fair, those were Michelle's class uh, students. That's true. They but still, our- they should they should have done they should have done like a crossover. No. Fly those kids out. If I was a kid and they were like, "Hey, we want you back for this TV show," I'd have been like, "Mom, Dad, sign the papers. I'm headed to LA." Ah. <laughs> uh. So Hillary says, I have some jobs. I have jobs for all of you. We got to make these kids smile and let them have the best day of their lives. And they get started on their task. Genevieve is decorating a cake. Uh, Wait, I'm going to pause this really quick. Hold on. Because I'm worried about this candle warmer really quick. (laughs) Hold on. She's setting up the clown station. Uh, Gabby and Cassidy are supposed to be building a dollhouse. But Cassidy has no intention of building a dollhouse. Cassidy had no intention of doing anything. Okay. Well, she, had, she had an intention of doing something. And by that, I mean she had an intention of doing someone. Okay, this is true. This is true. Homegirl was all about, which I mean, she had some valid points. She's not here to make a kid's cake. She's not here to throw a kid's birthday party. She's here to get that guy, which is Clayton. Um... But I mean, today, Cassidy, today is a child's birthday. Also, how do you become the kid selected to have a birthday party on The Bachelor? Well, maybe it'll be her birthday. Right. Uh, so Cassidy says, I don't really care if Hillary Duff is disappointed in my dollhouse abilities or if the girls are a little miffed. I'm not here to build a dollhouse. I'm here to build a relationship. Oh, man. Meanwhile, the other girls are like putting their heart and soul into it. They're like, we're going to make sure that she's happy. We're going to make sure that she's fun. Uh, Cassidy grabs Clayton and they go sit by the pool. And she says, you're a lot different than most of the guys I date. I really like you. I feel a lot of chemistry with you. I'm not going anywhere voluntarily. What a weird thing to say. Like, you're the security guards are going to have to remove me from the premises to get away from you. Question. So after the, after they have this conversation, they start kissing. Did Clayton seem interested in this kiss at all? No. No, he, he did not seem to want to kiss her. As she's, like, was, trying to climb on top of him, and he's not making any effort to help. That was so, like, as the kids say, cringe. It was right? cringe. It was cringe. It, the whole thing, like, I was like, oh, girl, oh, slow down. Like, you could have given him a nice kiss. You could have given that kiss, you know, that test the waters, gauge the vibe. Like, where's the guy at kind of thing. But this girl was like, I'm not going anywhere voluntarily, and I'm going to sit on you. Yeah. <laughs> was she the sit on your face, girl, the pillow? Was that her? I don't know, but it wouldn't have surprised me if it was. Right. I'm like, hang on a second. I mean, I'll yeah. look back, but... Uh, so, the girls are not happy about all this. They complain off and on about the fact that they're not seeing Clayton at all. Mm-hmm. And then we just get straight to the party. Uh, well, Hillary the Duff of invites... party. <laughs> yeah, the party. Uh, Hillary Duff invites the kids back. Says, I want Clayton and the girls to get a tiny glimpse of how chaotic parenting can actually be. Uh, we get Melina crawling under... On the ground a little bit, uh... Kids are throwing things at Clayton to juggle. 
and uh, they're throwing water ball, water balloons at him when he is in the bounce house. It's definitely a lot. Yeah. A lot was happening. Yeah. It was, a like I said, a chaotic party. Yeah. And then Cassidy says, I, and then Cassidy, talking to some of the kids, says, I spend, a little, I spend as little time around you small people as possible. To some... To, trying to do is she trying to be the villain i don't know but like she she clearly doesn't know anything about clayton because clayton really likes kids and he clearly wants a decent amount of kids that's what i was confused about with this is like, why are you so blatantly disregarding these children these children are why he's here. <laughs> Not these children, but, you know, children in general. All the children of the world got together and took a vote. And that's how we got this dude as the bachelor. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy tells us that she'd rather talk to, she'd rather be talking to Hillary Duff. So instead of <laughs> spending time with the birthday girl, the children, or Clayton, she decides to spend some time talking to her. Hillary does not care to talk to her at all. Hillary was like, listen, I get what she's doing, but... Yeah, she uh, says... Okay. She's... Uh, Kathy talks about how she has a strong connection with Clayton, and that's going to put a target on her back because she's so focused on advancing the relationship with the, with him. And Hillary says she has her eyes on the prize. I don't think it's going to make her any friends here, but I'm not sure she cares. Nope. Nope. And she certainly nope. doesn't. So, okay, what happened with Maya's cake? <laughs> I think she does not know how to carry a cake. Because I watched that, and I should have I should have watched it again. I didn't know what the heck happened. How that cake ended up on the ground. It did, there was not an obvious, like, ground. slide or anything. Yeah. It was almost like she just threw it for a 10 <laughs> <laughs> well the crazy that part is like you, you're not going to be but like what's confusing about that is you're not going to be the one who brings it out and then the one who drops it right like she was obviously she took Genevieve's job the person yeah. who decorated the cake and made it sound like she decorated it and then threw it on the ground that's what I don't understand like I said when I saw this happen and poor Genevieve is like, I just wanted to make this cake special for Maya. I'm like, you don't even know Maya. Get out of here. <laughs> but, like, why? There is no way that that cake should have ended on the ground. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was for intention. And I definitely <laughs> don't believe that Genevieve cared at all about the cake. No. She did a great job of pretending like nice. she did. Right. She just wanted to look like she was nice. And she made this kid a cake. Genevieve, like, no one cares about Maya. <laughs> No one here, not even Hillary or the other students have no. seen, have ever Maya's met her before. My parents were like, we're just going to get you some birthday money, honey. Yeah. And so she's got to be on TV for a bit. Oh. Well, the party ends, and as things are being cleaned up, Cassidy and Clayton are once again in poolside. And this time, uh, she's straddling him. Yeah. Yeah. I like okay. Is Clayton like super into this because he's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a 
Western shy guy. Also, three girls left last week. And I need validation and my self-confidence. <laughs> I think he was being the lead. Because he clearly does not really like Cassidy all that much. But he says he does. Well, yeah. They all do. I mean, I've never heard a lead. I've never heard a lead straight he up say I don't like somebody. That's true. And you could tell that he... We do have a question that gets asked later on in the show at the very end, but I've never heard anyone ask. <laughs> I must have missed it, man. I'm disappointed now. But uh, Well, when we get to the, sh- the end, uh, I'll say the question. Okay. Well, the fun- It's about Cassidy, though. <laughs> the thing that made me think that he doesn't really care about her is at the end when that thing about her is exposed. That how she has the guy back home. Yeah. He doesn't ask her about it. He just goes straight to Jesse to ask if he can take a rose away. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. That question. Has anybody ever taken a rose away? Oh, I I thought you were saying a kid asked a question. No, no. My bad. Okay, I thought Um, thought something... I thought a kid asked a funny question at the party about, like, why did she suffer? No, no. Just, we've never heard... At least I don't remember hearing a bachelor or bachelorette ask if they can take a rose back. And that's why I think he doesn't really care. Because if he liked her... Like, if that accusation was made about Teddy or Susie, or Rachel, the first thing he does after hearing that is talk to them for I mean, a long time. I that's true, because like, we saw what he did with Elizabeth. He talked to her, because he likes Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. If yeah. he liked Cassidy, then he would have talked to Cassidy about the accusation. He wouldn't have been that's so true. easily ready to get rid of her. That is true. That is true. Because, yeah, he was just like, hey, can I get that rose back? Okay. Yeah, this girl is a mess. And then we see that she has also partnered with a co-mess, um, a deputy in mess. Well, it, it's almost like she's mentoring her. She's almost like Cassie was, is mentoring Shanae. That was the weirdest level of like, you need to get out there. You need to like start strong early, you know, get attention early. Like I'm like, y'all do know that you're competing with the same man, right? <laughs> Well, I don't think Cassidy ever saw Shanae as someone who had any chance. And then when Shanae is really out there leaning hard into the ADHD thing, Cassidy's like, mm, she's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to distance myself from this nonsense because mental health is real popular <laughs> right now. All right, we, you, you're jumping so far ahead. I am. I am. Reel me back in. Okay, All right. so we get to the evening portion of the date. Uh, Serene gets the first conversation with Clayton. Uh, she talks about how much she enjoyed this being a third grade teacher and how meaningful the job is to her. And she tells us that she didn't go to school to be a teacher and she decided to just start teaching and loves it. Yeah. I mean, she just organically fell into it. So good for her. Uh, they share a kiss. Some of these women are just trying to be Michelle 2.0. Oh yeah. hundred percent. She is. And it's the easiest move available to her. Yeah, because they're like, I mean, we know that he likes Michelle, and she was a teacher, and she was cool. (laughs) The question is, is Serene cool? I don't know yet. Seems kind of boring, but whatever. Uh, I was, I asked a question on Reddit earlier. Mm -hmm. I said, please don't spoil me. I don't want spoilers. Please don't add them. But who would you want to be the new lead, the next lead? I got a lot of Gabby. And, like, a couple of Eliza, one Serene, 
couple of Rachels, a couple of Susies. I don't even know who these people are besides Susie and Gabby. And I have a question about a lot of people liking Gabby. Because you and I were talking right before the show about Gabby having past connections to Bachelor Nation. Because apparently she dated Dean and apparently she had a drink with Blake Horseman. Um, But if it was college Dean, does that count? Yes. It's college Dean. It's still Dean. But it was pre-Bachelor Dean. But somehow these two people found their way into Bachelor Nation. Like, what are the odds? Like, if I... I mean, if I was on The Bachelor and then someone (laughs) I used to date or a friend of mine or something ended up on The Bachelor too, what are the odds? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like there's a lot of Gabby talk right now, and I feel like something's at play to make me like her, which is making me not like her before I even have screen time with her. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. So, I don't know. I feel like there's just some... There's a lot, some yeah, there's a lot of Gabby in the air right now. Yeah. And I'm like, Gabby hadn't even had a lot of screen time yet, so what's this about? Why are we talking to Gabby? So, I don't know. That it doesn't does make a lot of sense. Uh, it doesn't. He, uh, we cut back to the uh, the holding area where all the women are just kind of hanging out, waiting to talk to Clayton. Cassidy says, "I know he's going to give it to me. I feel extremely confident in our connection." I just uh, it, all that talk about. I know he's going to give it to me. Like the girls are like, "Okay, all right," like. There's one girl, I don't remember her name, but the way that she rolls her eyes at her when she was talking made me laugh every time. Because she did it at this dinner party and then she did it again towards the end. And I don't know her name, but her eye roll game is strong. Yeah. Uh, the girls start to to share their thoughts on Cassidy's behavior at the date. And I this is brings up a very interesting discussion because mm-hmm. they always say... Every year, your time is limited. Use it wisely. Mm-hmm. So, there's no benefit to doing these stupid tasks. No. It's just tasks. So, is the better use of time to not give a crap about them and just talk to the lead? I would think so. And the question is, how... How worried are you about your standing in the group? Mm-hmm. Because the group doesn't mean anything any in and of itself. But having people who like you in the group is long-term beneficial. Yeah, like for these, sure. These people who everyone hates them, they burn bright, but they burn quick. Yeah. And then they're out. And then no one cares about them. And then sometimes they go to the island. And no one cares about them either. Victoria. Yeah. So it's always it's always been curious to me, like, how much emphasis do you put on the tasks? And they're mm-hmm. and they are clearly the people bottom to middle who care a lot about the tasks. But like those yeah. people could just be people who don't have a connection with him. And the tasks Maybe. are how you stay around. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I would think that I would think that. 
that that's how you stick around. Like, you know that you don't really like the lead. You don't really care, but you want the screen time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but she, Cassie says, I'm not here to decorate a birthday party. I'm here to date Clayton. I mean, she's got a point. She's just the all she is is just the latest iteration iteration of a demi. Uh, yeah, I think she wants real bad to be a demi. And it's rare. I mean, demi, do we ever find out how she's doing, by the way? She good? I have not seen anything. I haven't seen anything on like okay. news or like public. Not like, I mean, obviously, she probably might have said something on her Instagram or Twitter, but no mm-hmm. stories about how she's doing recently. Okay. Um, but nobody, it's rare that somebody like Demi makes a splash and sticks around yeah. as long as she did. And I think that, yeah, this girl, it's kind of like Corinne. Corinne on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're kind of similar, Corinne and Demi. Yeah, they're born of the same, from the same origin. (laughs) And Cassidy obviously thinks that that's the way to go. Yeah. And for some reason, producers are like, you're right. Like, you're going to stick around for a bit. I just don't understand. But in their mind, they're saying, you'll stick around, but you will never win. Right. And they have to know this. Girls like that have to know. Corinne was the close. Corinne was like the closest of this type of villain that actually came to winning, wasn't it? She like Man, fifth, fourth or fifth. I can't believe how close Corinne got, though. That was weird. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So this girl, yeah, <laughs> she's trying to play some weird game. Clearly doesn't care about Clayton, even though she's saying she cares about him. Doesn't care about what people are saying about her. Like I said, she's got some valid points about not being there to make a dollhouse or a cake or whatever. I'd be like, what is this, too? But come on. Um, She says, we were just there to have fun. No one's paying us, which I thought was an interesting (laughs) remark. Yeah, because they're not getting paid. They really aren't. But yeah, who was it? Somebody... Somebody was shocked when she said this. Oh, I don't remember who it was, but they were like, no one's paying you? <laughs> I was like, is somebody paying you? <laughs> uh, Kira says, you talked to him for 30 minutes. What were you doing the other three hours? And then Cassie says, I'm not, I'm simply not going to apologize for not hanging enough streamers. <laughs> what were you doing for the other three hours? And my thought was, this was your day, y'all? Right. Right. The fact that this is like, when you break it down like that. Yeah. What? Like. This is the show? That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you guys are picking a fight with someone about not hanging decorations for an anonymous child. Who just rolled on to this point <laughs> two seconds. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, she has a point. Like, she doesn't know that girl. Her, all of her points are valid. But she sucks so hard that it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Like, if she could have been just a bit more likable, I could have been like, you know what? She's got a point. This show's really going under. Through a weird kid's birthday you know birthday party it was all an attempt to 
It was all in an attempt to promote how to how I met your father. But I don't understand how that had to play into how I met your father anyway. Maybe someone who maybe they could have played a game. Hoping, what they're hoping is that ten percent of the people who were watching it Googled Hillary Duff to see what she's up to now. And I then did there's that. ten ten things talking about the Hulu show. And I didn't watch it last night, so I watched it today, and they just happened to have a Hulu ad for her show after her segment. Yeah, yeah. They've been cranking out these Hulu ads for that show. That's why I'm like, you know what? I didn't really like How I Met Your Mother, but I definitely like how, how I really like, I uh, definitely like Hillary Duff. I also definitely like uh, Kim Cattrall, a.k.a. Samantha Jones from Sex and the City, who is not in the current reboot just like that so this is the way that i will get my samantha jones fix while also supporting my girl hillary duff i'm all in for how i met your father uh i love the original series how i met your mother probably my top 10 shows of all time ted mosby was so annoying ted mosby sucked but barney did not suck marshall did not suck and uh robin just kept going to the mall <laughs> uh lily sometimes sucked yeah rajesh rajesh did not suck see rajesh I... the the cabbie turned limo driver oh yeah see like that show i don't know i just felt like they were annoying but i relate more to hillary duff and to how i met your father going on 88 I... dates in a year yeah, I'm like, I too am I'm looking to finish my story and tell my kids about how I met their father so I can journey along with Hillary Duff's character. Here we go. And there's a future me that's basically the version of Samantha Jones out there that is telling that story. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, while I just this... went on a tangent about that, about that Hulu show. I feel like... <laughs> Which is what they wanted us to do. show than they did in the show last night. Well, that's what they wanted us to do. Damn it. They're trapped. (laughs) Disney tricked us again. They always do. Gosh. Uh, Well, Clayton has no idea that all this arguing is going on. Because he's hanging out with his future fiance. Okay, if he does not marry her. Or at least, like you said, get engaged to her. I don't know what is wrong. Because right now, these two are on fire. Right now, these two are adorable. Right now, he loves her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, She's asking him, I'm just like, does he like still like me? She giggles. Uh, Clayton assures her that he very much still likes her. And says, I will give you all the validation if that's what you're wanting. If you just keep being you, that's more than enough. Do this is and this is the one of the hottest Nick Vile takes I've ever heard. Ooh, okay, do tell. Is Teddy here being manipulative? Because because he made he, he he was saying just because you manipulate doesn't mean you're a bad person. Does not mm-hmm. mean you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But he believes mm-hmm. that she is both a smarter than Clayton, 
and B. I think everybody there is smarter than Clayton. I'm sorry. A, a smarter than Clayton. She thinks she's smarter than Clayton, and is too emotionally mature to actually be emotional that other people are talking to him. Hmm. Interesting, right? Is she manipulating him? And like, like you're saying, you're everyone has everyone has manipulated someone in some way. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that this necessarily makes her a bad person, mm-hmm. or not there for the right reasons. But she's obviously attempting to get elicit a response from him in a certain way. Yeah. Because, yeah, when she went into the whole, like, does he still like me thing, I was like, I mean, wouldn't you think that he, he, he just didn't go on one group date? Yeah. So, I mean, in that way, if that is manipulation, then yes. And yes, all of us have done it. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I did. That's, I, that's, I thought that whole thing was interesting. That is very interesting. So I'm like, yes. Yes. I think, I I agree. I think she's manipulating a little bit, but I don't think she's doing it for the wrong reasons. I think she is a combination of unsure of herself because this is a weird situation. Uh And B, needs the validation that she says she does. And she knows how she can get said validation. Yeah. 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 Uh, then, but I will say they, she was being very comfortable with him. The way she was sitting. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Like, cause now I'm thinking her actions didn't match up with her words. So it's kind of like, she's saying what she's expressing verbally is that she's unsure, but what she's expressing physically is that she's super sure. I think it was, I think that she was trying to get the validation that she, like, she obviously is a words of affirmation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I understand. I am. Yeah, same. I, I love a good word of affirmation. But I think that she was doing what she needed to, to get the affirmation she needed. Because I bet it's very hard to be the first impression Rose getter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would not want to I would not okay. want the first impression rose if I was on the show. Yeah, that's a high high. You're already up there. Mm-hmm. So there's really anywhere to go but down. Yeah. Either you stay up there or it's like you get lost in the background. Which we've heard that that take on I think it was was it Clayton or Colton? Was it him that said that you have to if you really like somebody, you have to push them to the background so that they stay around? Yeah, like, like not make, like, basically don't give them the first impression, Rose, so that they don't push them to the background. Oh, yeah. But it it was basically like, yeah, like, you can't make a big deal out of them. And yeah. you don't tell the producers that they're your top pick either. Mm-hmm. Or something. That's crazy. Well, that's what, I mean, if you think about it, that's what Colton did, too. Like, yeah. there's all, everything that came out that the producers all thought that him and G was his choice and not cast. Yeah. Which is crazy that this is a game like that, isn't it? Well, because you you are doing yourself and your future a disservice if you're not playing the game that they're playing. Because they're yeah. playing a game. Yeah. 
So you have to know the game. If you're going to be the lead, you need to know the game well enough to play their game while also playing your game. Clayton doesn't know either game. I, I don't think he knows that there's a game being played. No, I think he's too innocent. That's why he's going to sleep with three women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so he finishes up with Teddy, has conversations with Sierra and Gabby and Genevieve. None of them mean anything. And we yeah, just keep going. Uh, now Cassidy sits down with Clayton. And uh, and she is talk. She just kind of hints that some girls aren't great, and that she didn't come here to make Gabby happy. Oh, I don't. She is. The problem I think with Cassidy is that she's playing all the cards at the same time. Right, it's too much all in one. Yeah. Like you said about how they they burn bright and like fizzle out fast, you know. Um, she really is playing all of her villain cards in one episode. She's gonna be gone next week. Yeah. Like we know it. There's no waste of time. It's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculously surprising. For him to ask a question about taking a rose back. And we'll get to why. But I just think that she is playing all of her villain cards. And or maybe she played them over time. And it just happens to be edited into one episode. But I don't think so. I don't think so. She played all of them in like two days. Yeah. You got to do that. You got to play it Nick Vile style. Be a douche for like weeks. Be a douche for an entire season, then be a sad douchey guy the next season. Have a have a random and unexpected redemption arc in paradise and then be the lead. His was the longest con I've ever seen. <laughs> like he was the like in, in it for the long, long con. The long story. Yeah. Like okay, uh, like look now. Look yeah. at him now. So but Cassie's just, she played all of them too soon. Yeah. Played her and Frank in Apples to Apples card too soon. You gotta hold that. You gotta wait for the right moment. Uh, yeah. Clayton comes back from his little uh, area where he meets all the women one-on-one. Joins the women all on the uh, the random benches, the random couches outside. Gives Cassidy the group date rose and then leaves. Uh Mara is crying. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Mara, get it together. <laughs> she you says, I feel like I'm yet. back in college and the drama and the fighting and the bleep, you can't escape it. Man. Uh, a producer asked Cassidy in her interview what the ro- how the rose smells and she says, like, victory. <laughs> She's too sure of herself. She's too sure. But honestly, Mara, don't cry yet. You cry at the end. Like, Cassidy's playing all of her villain cards. Mara's using up all of her tears. I'm like, girl, no, it's too early on for this. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, we move on to our one-on-one date. A one-on-one date that costs as much as Katie's season put together. <laughs> because... It's tragically true. That is true. Because they will make Susie a star... One way or the other. 
that's also I'm like okay come on like it's so obvious that they're like this Susie girl's cool right she looks just like a past lead and also wait so that means that Hillary Joff was on this episode and then basically off-brand Debbie Ryan is here too which I just learned who Debbie Ryan was last week thanks to Brendan Disney Channel treasure but yes so yeah they're really all about her though you can tell they're yeah, really all they're, they're, get this edit they're probably going to try to make her be the bachelorette as well they should she seems like she's great sure uh they take a helicopter and that helicopter takes them to a yacht they park the helicopter on the yacht then they drink champagne in a hot tub on the yacht this okay did this feel like a first date uh no no this felt like again playing your cards all at once too early everyone's doing it even the producers premature dating like this is ridiculous well i think this like a third date i feel like what I think that this has showed us is that the group dates will be cheap. The one-on-ones will be extravagant. I guess. Oh, because that's true. That group date was so cheap. And the next one will be too. It was, yeah, it was very cheap. You're right, man. Yeah. I think that they're going to, they've learned in quarantine what they can and can't get away with. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start pouring more money into one-on-ones and less money into group dates. Man. Uh, yeah, so I was learned... like, this date felt like it was like a, a third date towards the end or something. Yeah. Uh, so there really wasn't a whole lot of conversation here. Uh, Susie is goofy. Clayton seems to be liking the goofiness. She lets us know that she was voted class clown in high school. Mm-hmm. Which even she was telling us that she has a very weird, goofy personality, and she was hoping that Clayton liked that. I found that relatable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, they separate obviously after they jump in the water, and then after that we kind of cut away and we they meet up for dinner. Uh, the, after during dinner they talk about the importance of family. Susie mm-hmm. says her parents have been married for 35 years while Clayton's are about to celebrate their 30th. Susie gets emotional. She talks about her dad, says that he went through a serious illness, but made it through and was able to hold his grandson when he got home. And the whole time he was in there, Susie's mom slept in the chair next to his hospital bed. Do you, like, I wonder, and this is not to disregard Susie's story about her dad, but sometimes I feel like the producers, obviously they want a story from people. So I feel like they're like, just think of anything. Yeah. Anything. Like her dad could have been like, I was recovering because I ripped my toenail off after like stubbing. He it was still the- in the ICU. Okay, that's true. Uh, she says, seeing my mom by my dad's side was very powerful, and I want that for myself. Yeah. You buy it? Uh, I buy that it was the best she had. 
And yeah, she, that's, that's obviously, what I'm she obviously wants. They probably they probably do push for mm-hmm. them to share something emotional on their one on one date. It was the best she had, but she was trying. But I think she got across what she was trying to get across, and the yeah. fact that she wants a powerful, dedicated marriage, and that's yeah. how she chose to get that story across. Yeah. Like, I think, like you said, it's the best she had. Gets the point across. But is it an epic story? No. Well, I think, like you said, I think that they suggest they have something for their Mm -hmm. one-on-one. And some people have dramatic histories and stories, and some people don't. So you just have what Mm -hmm. you got. Yeah. Well, Susie is sticking around, for sure. Because... Because... Clayton is like, hey, I want that too. Clayton, you know what? Yeah, I think the whole show is manipulating him. The more, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the more, like, I'm just like, oh gosh, Clayton. They they have finished dinner, and then they go to the private concert. Clayton says, I couldn't have asked for this date to go any better. Uh, the concert is by Amanda Jordan. No idea who that was. And the only thing I got out of this entire dinner portion is that. Susie is really pretty. Like she's the, the dress. She, I really liked her dress, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was really it. That was the only thing I really got out of this evening <laughs> portion. You're like, what I got from this date was that Susie's really pretty. Uh, <laughs> we get the second date card back at the house. Uh, the drama. The drama. The tension yes. in the room. The the date card is for Marlena. Elizabeth, Kate, Sarah, Lindsay, Rachel, and Tessa. Uh, the date cards. Uh, I don't remember. I don't really see where I have it written. It's written down and what it says. Mm-hmm. But this is where we get the uh, Cassidy Shanae lesson. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yes. Cassidy like- is telling Shanae tomorrow is very important. The earlier you get started, the effing better. Early connections are what lasts. It's like, no, like, no joke, for real. Everybody gets that. But what? What kind of, what kind of demon was she trying to unleash? <laughs> she was trying to release Shanene. That, oh, that was so... Cringe? When she called herself Shanene, I was like, stop. Stop it. And then when she proceeded to dance... I don't, I don't know what was happening. Uh, so we show up to another place. I don't know if it's a mansion or not. I don't really know or care, really. Uh, they walk into a classroom setting, because they all now have a classroom setting, with Why? Z-Way, the star of her self-titled variety show on Showtime. I don't know who this is. I was just about to say, do you know who this is? Nope, I- don't really care. And they literally were talking about her like she was some big deal and how she's, I think somebody, I don't remember who it was, but she, whoever it was, one of the girls was like, oh, she's a pretty big deal. No, I don't think she is. No. Uh, so her right now. I did a little bit of my own research on her. She has a Showtime show, as we mentioned. Uh, she has a podcast. Uh and apparently she got famous doing awkward Instagram live interviews with people who got canceled. Really? 
apparently that's where she like became famous. Like when everything was happening, like I think it was like I the the one I was listening to when I, when I was listening to someone talk about her on uh, Nick's Nick's podcast, they were saying how like she rose to popularity in like the summer of twenty twenty. Uh-huh. And she was That's giving like insane. awkward interviews with people who were like canceled either through cancel culture or like through like the racial justice stuff mm. and like doing uncomfortable interviews with them on Instagram live. And apparently that's how she rose to popularity. Okay. And she's trying to be cool and an aggressive teacher at the same time. So they're going to do a, uh, a red flags test and they're going to start with playing. Would you rather? I'm sorry. Never have I ever not. Would you rather? Yeah. Goodness. Okay. How many how many classroom dates do we have to see? One a season. Every forever. single season. Like I literally remember that's how I knew I didn't know who he was beforehand until the classroom date where Ben Higgins gave a sex ed lesson <sighs> in Caitlin's season. And then I was like, oh, but he's cute. That was literally the first time. That we were all like, wait, who's this guy, Ben? Ben H? What? I remember this Ben H and Ben Z and Ben H shined. Um, but all that to be said, classroom dates. Like, can we stop them? Can we just, I feel like maybe it's because of Michelle being a teacher, a basketball playing teacher last season that they kept repeatedly giving us those kind of dates. It's like, oh gosh, I'm over it over it. I don't want to see another classroom for at least another three cycles. Well, we will see them in Gabby slash Susie's season of The Bachelorette. Uh, we play a game of Never Have I Ever. The first one was, have you ever uh, have you ever sent a nude photo? A couple people said they had. Uh, the next one was, have you ever faked an orgasm? A couple people have said they had. And then finally, the last question was, have you ever cheated on a partner? And then Kate and Elizabeth both Elizabeth said they like, had. Yeah. Wait, did Clayton say I have two? I think to send a new photo. Oh, oh okay. I was like, wait, what? Um, But yeah, how up in arms did Shanae get whenever Elizabeth said I have? And then she's like, does high school count? And they were like, high school does count. But Shanae is like, that's a red flag. And that's a definitely a red flag. Everybody needs to know about this. Also, why it, it did it seem like her frustration with Elizabeth was completely unfounded? And yeah, like I couldn't figure out what she was saying. It almost there sounded a- like it almost sounded like all of her issues were her with her were in the house off camera, so therefore could not be confirmed or denied right like her beginning issues very happened weird. off camera because to me it felt like she was just going hard after her after she elizabeth got too much attention during the group date <laughs> yeah so it just felt like she was creating an alternate reality and expecting everybody to hop onto the train yes so but this is where uh we're introduced into shenane uh shenane does <sighs> the whip in nene Oh my gosh. In front of the group. I can't really tell if Z-Way actually appreciates her technique or is just laughing at the white blonde 
trying to whip a nene. Like the fact that she, the fact that she was saying things like, "Oh, I held in my personality and I'm shy, but now like Shanene is going to come out," and she was saying it so seriously, you know, like. I also felt like that's not something that you would necessarily say to directly to and in front of like African Americans. Yeah. You know, to be like, oh, you can call me Shanene and then get up and do the dance. I mean, the dance is fine, but the way that it started out, I was like, I just felt very weird as a person of color watching this. Yeah. And as we see, Janae has no concept of what is offensive or not as the episode goes on no 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 filter no understanding of where the line is no Uh, after she does the 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 whip and nene for an indeterminate amount of time we head outside for the red flags optical course z-way says i want to see you ladies fight for the love fight for love as they fought on the beaches of normandy and uh so they start the obstacle course there's a sliding thing uh then they're jumping on some stuff and then the final thing is they like have to jump from like floating things in like jelly to floating things in jelly to get to the other side uh mm-hmm. we see shanae basically tackle Lin- uh, elizabeth to prevent her from making any progress. She for sure shoved her the heck out of the way. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, we get Sarah winning. Sarah wins this race. Remember which one, Sarah? Sarah is the... Uh, it almost looks like she's like... Slightly Asian. Maybe... I really don't know. I can't really tell with this kitchen picture. <laughs> I yeah. I really don't remember Sarah, full disclosure. Yeah, I mean, unless you've made a ridiculous deal so far, the first two episodes, we're not really going to know who you are anyway. Yeah. Uh, we sure know who Shanene is. Shanene is. We know who Shanene is. Shanene is upset that she lost. And decides uh. that she is going to go pull out all the stops for the evening portion and make sure she gets the group day rose. She reminds me of what a stalker would be like. Yeah. And also what I've learned is that Shanae is not good at doing this part. No. Because she keeps making, she keeps failing. Like the obvious move was to sit next to Clayton. And after she sat down, she goes, I probably should have sat next to Clayton. Yeah, you should have. But Elizabeth is. And she's like, I'm going to pull Clayton first. And then you see Elizabeth asking Clayton to talk first, and you do not hear her at all. No. It's crazy. Like, then she gets mad. Then she gets mad at the fact that Elizabeth asked first. And it's like, I understand that you have frustrations with her, I understand that you have frustrations with the fact that you didn't get to go first, that you didn't win the game. But this is where Shanae reminds me of a stalker or one of those like one of those exes that keep lurking around 
or someone that will do anything <coughs> compete to win like if this were if this were a horror movie in the bachelor mansion she'd be killing these girls left and right oh, oh yeah <laughs> elizabeth would have been murdered what we witnessed last night like yeah elizabeth would have been she would have been like can we go talk outside and then boom everybody's like where's elizabeth we haven't seen her in days <laughs> uh when she when elizabeth walks away with clayton shanae starts crying and walks away another reason that i was like again these tears are too early yes we don't know him correct <laughs> uh she is crying that elizabeth is fake and that she's two-faced which has has no validation so far no but once again Drama going on all around him. Clayton has no idea. She's chatting with Marlena, who tells him that she's a former Olympian. And clearly they didn't chat much on night one, or else he probably would have known that. Exactly. He was like, wow, you ran so fast. You ran like an Olympian. Are you? (laughs) Yeah. Like, who says, are you? You know, I would have just been, if there were me as a bachelorette, I would have just assume, assumed it was the guy that was, you know, the guy was just fast. Nothing in my mind would have been like, are you an Olympian? And I feel like that's how, you know, producers are like, hey, go talk to her. She's a former Olympian. Make the conversation interesting. <laughs> uh, after they talk for a little bit, uh, we see Shanae talk to Clayton. And Shanae takes no time in telling him how she feels about Elizabeth. Yeah. She says that she started ignoring her and says that she's two-faced and that one day she's like this and another day she's like this. And then they finish chatting and she he immediately pulls Elizabeth again and says, and then Clayton tells her it was brought to my attention that there may be some tension or something going on between you and Shanae. It was said that you were coming across as two-faced. I just want to get your side of the story, which is proof that he is into Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth seems concerned, but also confused. Do you think that this is real? Like, th- these concerns? No, I think they're real in Shanae's mind. I don't even know because then she at one point she looks in the camera and she says something like, did you think that I was going to let you to continue to win or like to (laughs) be ahead of me? No. Like, that's when I was like, this feels fatal attraction. Like, (laughs) okay, so my wife, I love my wife, but she also has this thing she does where when she decides she doesn't like someone, Uh everything they do annoys her to no end despite whether or not they're actually doing something that deserves to be annoyed about (laughs) I think that's what's happening here I think Shanae does not like Elizabeth because she's better at this than her and Clayton seems to actually like her and now she's thinking about every interaction they've had since they got to the mansion and how all of those things make her two-faced yes that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, and it's then... <laughs> this alternate reality, though. 
like I, I really tried to figure it out. I was like, is this really happening? Did these things really happen? Uh, Elizabeth talking, talking to Clayton says that she doesn't understand what's going on and then talks about how Sinead shoved her in the obstacle course says I chose not to bring any of that up to you because it's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to have conversations with you. Mm-hmm. And then basically just like, Hey, now that we have a problem, I'll tell you, but before it wasn't worth saying, which mm-hmm. I appreciate if that had just like, if they hadn't had any issues with Shanae, that may never come up. Nope. And I appreciate that. Not everything needs to be tattled to, tattled on. No. Uh, Elizabeth leaves Clayton, pulls Shanae aside, uh, and says, I'm a little upset with you. You said that... This is the craziest conversation. <laughs> you said, and then you said, the red flag here is Elizabeth? <laughs> uh, Shanae says that Elizabeth was ignoring her by the pool with NC. Elizabeth says that she has uh, ADHD and has a hard time processing multiple auditory inputs, which is someone who not only understands that she has ADHD, but understands her flaws with ADHD. Mm -hmm. Like, she understands that, like, these are the things that I have issues with. And then Shanae just says, uh, you were ignoring me again. That, okay, this is what I mean by something's wrong with Shanae. Yeah. Something, something is broken inside of her that this girl literally said, I'm going to share some personal information with you. Here's the scientific and biological reason that I probably was not acknowledging you. And she's like, yeah, but you're ignoring me. She's like, I just told you that. I just, <laughs> I just said why. And she's like, so, because you're ADHD, you're ignoring me. You're still ignoring me. Do you know how mean that feels? What? <laughs> I just can't. I could not handle her face, her tone. Everything went way over her head when this happened. Yeah. It was weirdest. Uh, they gave a awkward and kind of forced hug. Did she say I love you? No. I did not hear. I did not hear her open her mouth at all. I didn't think so either. Like that's, I was trying to remember because it felt like that hug that, um, oh gosh, what was her name? Alea and Victoria P. Whenever like they came back together and yeah. she was like, or, or was it Victoria P? Yeah. Or was it Alea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's like, hey girl, oh, hey, yeah. And she's like, yeah, the whole trip with us and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, Clayton comes back to the group, gives Sarah the uh, the uh, group date rose. Do you recognize Sarah now? No, still don't. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, still don't. He leaves, but then the girls uh, stick around for a few seconds, and Shanae just tells everyone that Elizabeth is blaming her ignoring on her on her ADHD and I just everyone's like Shanae what are you doing that's a not your information to share 
and B, sounds like a perfectly adequate explanation for the behavior. I, I like when that happened, when she literally told them about this, like, I was like, what, what? Because she, she said, I'm going to share some personal information with you. <laughs> and then she proceeds to just tell everyone. And Elizabeth is just like, yep, it's what I said. Mm-hmm. Thanks for putting all my business out there. And then she's like, and then you said, you love me. You hugged me and you said, you love me. And she's like, Nope, I don't love you. Why would I say that I love you after you basically drug my name through the mud? <laughs> Told me a red flag. Why would you wrap up an awkward conversation like that and be like, love you? <laughs> because she didn't. Uh, Lindsay, and because that's some fake stuff that Shanae probably would do to say I love you. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Lindsay, who apparently much like Mara, this is just too much for her. She walks off crying because it's so she's so sick of the drama. Well, Lindsay, I hope you don't stick around for much longer, so it's not going to get any better. Lindsay, you're going to be in tears for a lot of times. <laughs> uh, we get to the cocktail party. Uh, we talk to a couple girls who literally got no dates. Uh, Eliza did not get a date whatsoever. And... She spent some time chatting with Clayton. Uh, and sp- Eliza brought out a blank scrapbook and so that they can document their time together. And Clayton says, I think this is an awesome idea and I love it. And Eliza, I genuinely believe you will have two group date pictures in that scrapbook. And then the scrapbook will be closed. <laughs> Because if he wanted you around, and you would have been on a date. And that scrapbook will be closed. <laughs> might as well just rip out the page of the scrapbook and take it home for a treasure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jill and Hunter, who also did not get dates, uh, snack some time with Clayton. Uh, they don't get kisses. But and then he does get a he does get Gabby a kiss. <laughs> This honestly, this show—I'm just thinking again about what a hot mess these women are. It's it's so crazy. It's so much fun, though. I love it. It's more fun than Matt James's women, because Matt James's women were just me. Yeah, that was crazy. Like that was a level that I was like, no, this is actual meanness. I don't like it. It's bringing up a lot of memories and you know things inside of me that I'm like, oh, this is terrible. These women are mean, but they're also hilariously like bad at being mean. <laughs> yes, like that. I'm like, it's not stupid. It's like there's something that is just a lot of comic relief here. And yes, they're bad at being mean. They're bad at playing the game. They're it, they're playing all their cards all at once. You know, it's chaos. <laughs> and it's uh, pure chaos, and I love it. And I hope that the momentum keeps up. Uh, Clayton is excited because so far there's no drama. And I'm just like, bro, like, how unaware could you possibly be? Right. Clayton, like, you know you should not have said that out loud. Uh, Shanae and Elizabeth head outside for another discussion. And I, sh- I, I cannot believe that this is still going. <laughs> Shanae says, I thought we were on the same page yesterday. 
So is it your ADHD or is it me you have a problem with? <laughs> I just can't. Like the way that she also like brought up children and it was like ADHD. Yeah. She, she like, says, I, like, I have ADHD. Effing little kids have ADHD. And I think you're using that as an excuse. Like ADHD is a real thing, girl. But like, I think it might be like, um, when people say OCD, like I'm really OCD about blah, blah, blah. And it's like, until you meet somebody that actually <laughs> OCD, it's like people just use that as an, you know, a loose excuse. Yeah. So this girl is literally just like children of ADHD. They take Ritalin, whatever. She's probably never met a person, never met an adult that has struggled with it. And so it's so... I wonder how many people, I didn't look online, I didn't look on social media about this particular thing, but I wonder how many people were actually, like, really offended by this. I wasn't watching live either, but I would assume it's probably a good portion of it, because ADHD, much like every other mental illness, is on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. And everyone is, everyone is on every mental illness spectrum. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're so far on one side of the spectrum that like it's don't like you don't have it. Yeah. All the way to the other side to where your form of that mental illness is debilitating to your ability to function as an adult. Yeah. That's why they, like- that's why they've trained they've changed autism to like aut- you're not autism or Asperger's anymore. You're on the spectrum. Yeah. Because if you have asp if you have what they formerly called Aspergers, you're probably just kind of weird. But like you can have a job. You can live on your own. You can get married. You can function. You can mm-hmm. function. But if you have really bad autism, you may not even like be able to speak. Yeah. So like yeah. maybe they both have ADHD. Elizabeth's is bad and Shanae's isn't. I don't think that Shanae has ADHD. I don't think so either. I legit think she was just like throwing that out there like anybody casually throws out something. She was just like, I have ADHD. Okay, then if you have ADHD, I have ADHD. (laughs) No, 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 you don't. Because if you had, you probably would have said that in the first conversation and then said, I have ADHD. It's not an excuse. But instead, she waited. She tried to throw this out there at the dinner party, and it just came off as like even more relentlessly mean. <laughs> uh, I don't remember if everyone else joined them outside for the fight, or the fight moved inside. I think the fight moved inside. <laughs> okay, because Mara says that's nobody because Elizabeth else's was business. trying to get away from it. Remember, Elizabeth, oh, that's right, and she falls over. I'm going yes, back yes, inside. Yes. Uh, Mara snaps it. Shanae saying that's nobody's business but hers to bring up. Uh, to the point where even Cassidy has left her her her, her mentee Shanae on an island by herself and was like, "Hey, I know I told you to be aggressive, but now you're being but aggressive sure. and insulting, and I kind of I need you to chill out for you and for me." Right. Like, she was like, I'm going to have to distance myself from this nonsense. (laughs) I won't be returning your calls. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, unfortunately, we still don't get a rose ceremony because Sierra is not done with the issues. Sierra, (laughs) I don't know. This was the fatal flaw 
in Cassidy's actions, and it does not make sense for someone who is trying to be a villain to share this <laughs> deeply personal and incriminating information. <laughs> I just can't handle these women. It's like, was she drunk? She was telling the fact that they had it all on camera and the fact that Sierra is quite literally side-eyeing and then also like Sierra, it was like she was like in the Watergate scandal and she was like wearing a wire. Like that's what I felt. Sierra was like, okay, I'm about to get some big information. Like basically, can you say can you say it louder in the mic? You know? right. uh, Kat, I think Sierra loses her cool with Cassidy when Cassidy says that Clayton finds her kind of intimidating in like a hot way about how I'm unrelenting in my pursuit. Yeah, Sierra was like, okay, I held on to this information for as long as my brain would let me, but since you are making me feel dumb around you every minute, all right, I'm going to go rat you out. Like, she's like, I've had it enough. I've had enough of, of you. Uh, Sierra tells us that Clayton needs to know who she really is. She ain't good. She's a little snake. And we we roll back the tape of what happened, and we have video and audio proof of Sierra telling Cassidy that she is an f buddy back home, and that they're gonna they're gonna get together when she gets off the show. Yeah, like she's like he Facetimed me while I was at the hotel, and I told him I was about to leave for filming, and I couldn't tell him for what blah blah blah. Oh, oh my god on FaceTime on that FaceTime he was like well whatever the show is the what whatever the show is you're on like I can't wait for you to get back let's watch together also what dude is this that he's like <laughs> on a dating show when you go back though we're gonna hook up but we're all gonna watch the show together uh Sierra says this is definitely something that Clayton needs to know about and he immediately tells her, tells she immediately tells him that she's a friend with benefit back home. And she says, apparently he said back to her that he wanted to do nasty things with her when she got back. Obviously, she's not here for you and to have love with you. I really just... This is just one thing after another. It's, this is why I told you Clayton Caesar was going to be fantastic. You know, I didn't believe you at first. I really didn't. I thought that it was just going to be like annoying vanilla bread and butter. <laughs> but this is crazy. Uh, he lets Sierra go. I don't know if they like put out the bat signal or whatever of a giant football in the sky. Or Jesse was just like, I'm sense I'm needed. <laughs> uh, My back senses are tingling. Right. Uh, so Jesse comes back and is like, hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, I just felt like you needed some advice. <laughs> and because of that, Clayton says, has anyone ever taken a rose back before? And Jesse's like, I was on 2004. I have not watched since. I don't know, maybe. Jesse's like, I haven't watched the show in maybe 10 years. He calls Chris Harrison real quick. Right. You know, what's the precedent? Um, <coughs> like Jesse Palmer is literally like, what am I in for? What are the rules of the playbook? They, they have to call a bachelor historian. 
Yeah. Like, get a historian it's on the so phone. True. We need to know. What's the precedent? Oh, my gosh. Because every I feel, I feel in a way, I feel bad for Clayton. This is just <laughs> one thing after another for this poor guy. He's Peter, he's, and he's not even trying to be Peter. Right. I, I hope that he's not Peter in, like, the worst ways. But, yeah, like, right now, he is functioning cluelessly. He has no idea. He's literally like, this girl, and it all goes back to, he set the tone for his own season when he, that girl showed up on his doorstep and he was like, do you want, do you want a rose? And she's like, no, like, that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I want to go home. And he's like, but, but do you want a rose? (laughs) I'm going to go get a rose. I'll be back. No, Clayton. So, Uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, Next week is wild card weekend for the NFL playoffs, so there will be no episode next week because yeah, ABC because ABC will have a playoff game Monday night. Like I was bummed about this, I really was because that is that is a hell of a cliffhanger. That is that is a cliffhanger for sure, and so unfortunately, the, you will not hear from us next week because there's nothing for us to say, and I get tired. <laughs> I'm just sad. I'm sad this second yawn, but I can't wait to see. I mean, it's gonna be 2.2 seconds of him just being like, "I'm taking your rose back. You're gone. Bye." And then it's gonna be resolved in like the first 30 seconds of the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had some news and notes, but like we can just kind of blow through them really quickly. They weren't of any interest. Yeah. Um, first news and note that I had was the fact that Riley and Marissa may be broken up. We don't know. No, no confirmed, uh, no confirmation of the reports, but it's not looking good. Yes, not looking good. She uh, deleted him off of her Instagram. Um, and he has her on his. Um, and apparently, though, he tweeted some things that were not great. So that's unfortunate. Uh, their love burned bright, but it seemed to have died quickly, like a uh, like a small star. Like a small star, like the villains on this show. No, because it was better than that. <laughs> it was better than that. Uh, the second thing you talked true. about was uh, Claire and Blake Monar, not Blake Moines, but yes. the other Blake M, Taddy Daddy, from Paradise are possibly together romantically, possibly mm-hmm. together business-wise. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know, but apparently they've been seen out together. Yeah, so could far they've been seen out together. John we and don't Katie know what the, uh... where, it could be another John and Katie where she got rid of him like week two and then all of a sudden they fall in love. So we'll see. But I wonder, I wonder when, I wonder when or if Blake Moines is going to show up with anybody on anybody's radar. You know? Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, see. The last thing, uh, one of the contestants on this season, Gabby, has been seen, has apparently dated pre-Bachelor Dean and at some point had yeah. a drink with Blake. But it sounds like dated- I personally don't think it's anything. She dated Dean in college, and that like he was like one of her first loves, is what she said. So I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about Gabby in a weird level right now. Yeah, 
now that you're telling me that people on Reddit are like, Gabby should be the next Bachelorette. I'm like, what is it? We just, this girl, we don't even know her yet. Yeah, I don't, so, I, th- I think there's, there's a lot of podcast, weirdness going on. And she's got a lot of connections to Bachelor Nation already. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, so that's it for us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on TikTok at Right underscore Reasons underscore Pod. Uh, please support us on Patreon, four bucks a month, patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. And then you can also join our Rose League. And that is podcasting for that reasons. We are a featured group, so that should be pretty easy to find. Just look for the check mark. Yeah. How did you do last night? I, uh, I don't remember. Let me check really quick. Uh, I got fourth. Again, Look. fourth again. Right on. So that's unfortunate. All right. Uh, I have a crying child upstairs, so I all have right. got to go. But I will see you all in a couple weeks. Bye, guys. Bye.